Hey, I'm Sheena, former miserable corporate attorney turned full-time calligrapher and creative entrepreneur. I used to feel like I was living my life for other people, and now I am more true to myself than ever. And each week, I'm sharing a short but powerful lesson that I've learned on that journey. So if you're looking for a way to get more creativity and possibility into your life, you're so in the right place. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Sheena Show. You might be a little surprised to see me and hear me this week, and that would be understandable because last episode, I totally said that was the last episode of Sheena Show season one. And that's that's true, and I feel like it was a great way to close out season one. But after I recorded that, me and my team were talking, and we were like, we don't want to just leave you all hanging for all of December. First of all, really, really appreciate you if you are listening to this or watching this. I know that your time and attention, they're like the most precious things you have, right? They're the things that you you kind of can't get back and they're not renewable. So I, I know you have so many choices. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of that time with me and The Sheena Show. So what I wanted to do for the four weeks in December is do a bit of a remix. That's what I'm calling them. And basically, I went back through all 35 episodes of The Sheena Show that we've already released, and I pulled out, like, the best nuggets, the best tips, like, the strongest advice, the stuff I want to stick, basically. So even if you've listened to every single episode of The Sheena Show, which thank you so much, if you have, um, you're still going to get something out of this, because here's what I realized. As I was pulling out these clips, you know, and pieces from all 35 episodes, I realized there's a theme here. These clips, they all kind of fall into this one overall arc. It's it's probably my main message. And it's really, it's like, how do you get over all of the doubts and all of the objections and just do the damn thing? Whatever that damn thing is that you want, right? It's that damn thing is the thing you really desire. I realized that all these clips kind of fell into that arc. So I'm going to divide them into four different episodes, one for each week of December. And it's really going to walk you through, okay, how do I actually do the damn thing? And that damn thing can be getting more creativity in your life, spending more time and money investing in yourself and your creativity, expressing yourself more, putting your art out there, selling your art, starting a business, starting a side hustle, starting a full-time business, any of those things. Some of it is going to get a little bit more specific into starting, actually starting a creative business and, and starting to sell your work. But really the advice applies. And here's how I'm going to break it down. Remix number one, which um, I'm dropping for you today, is how to identify what's holding you back. Right. So you got to do that first. Remix number two coming next week is how to like once you've identified that stuff, how to get over the doubts and the objections. Remix number three is, OK, I've, I've kind of gotten a little bit over the doubts and objections. How do I actually make the leap to starting a creative business? And then remix number four is, OK, now that I've maybe thought about making the leap to, to starting a creative business, how do I get my first clients? the number one question I get from people, right? So I hope those four remixes guide you through and take you through, I mean, the end of 2021 and give you some inspiration and courage and motivation to to start to think about going after the things that you want. 
So that's kind of the introduction to um, the remixes that we're doing. So remix number one, which I'm going to go into today, I basically pulled three clips from past episodes of The Sheena Show all about how to identify what's actually holding you back. So specifically, you're going to hear clips about why it's so hard to know what you want. I, like that's the question that everybody asks, like, well, what do you want? What, you know, and for some of us, it's just that's not a simple question to answer. So first clip is why is it so hard to know what you want? Second clip is why you can start to think of yourself as a totally different person than you are now and what that can unlock for you. And third clip is how to get over the perfectionism that's probably standing in your way if you're anything like me. So I've got those three clips for you from the past episodes of The Sheena Show, really powerful short nuggets of wisdom. I hope that they inspire you and start you uh, really thinking about that arc of how do I get the things I really want into my life? Enjoy, everyone, and uh, I'll see you next week for the second remix. How do you know if you have a weak want muscle? Do you easily know what you want? <laughs> do you, say, for example, going somewhere with a crowd of people, is it easy for you to know exactly where you want to go? Or are you more of a like, I mean, I kind of have an idea what I'm just going to go along with the rest of the crowd kind of person. Or say you magically get a just completely free weekend day. No obligations. You don't have to drive anyone everywhere. Or you don't have to go to any classes or whatever. What do you do with yourself? Do you find yourself full of happiness and joy and just like, I know exactly what I'm going to do? Or do you feel a little bit lost <laughs> like I used to feel? what am I going to do with this entire day? There are so many things I should do. What am I actually going to do with a day? Or is there something that you kind of keep coming back to that keeps kind of creeping into your, your consciousness, something that you're interested in, something creative, say it's calligraphy, but you just kind of keep coming up with all these excuses, all these reasons why can't do it. No way it'll work for me. Can't do it. All those might be indications that you have a weak want muscle. I totally understand the experience of having a weak want muscle when it seems like it should be the easiest thing in the world to just identify exactly what you want and go after it. It seems like that's the key to everything, right? Just, just figure out what you want and go for it. You know, a long time ago, and still a little bit now, but you know, especially when I was a lawyer, I had a really hard time just identifying what I wanted. And the proof is that I spent 10 years in law when I didn't really want to be a lawyer. How does that happen? 10 years, just keep, keep going on this path that I knew deep down that I didn't really want. Even before actually being a lawyer, the decision to apply to law school and take that path even there, it was really hard for me to identify what I actually wanted to do with my life. I kind of knew it wasn't law, but I didn't know what else it would be. And I didn't know how to go about identifying that. So down I went on the path of law. And 12 years later, I finally got out. It's more common than you think or than I realized. And it seems like something that should be really simple. But if you think about it, there's really good reasons 
for a lot of us having weak want muscles. My personal experience was that I grew up doing everything for other people. I grew up wanting to be a good girl and a good student. And that meant doing a lot of things that I didn't want to do and ignoring a lot of things that I did want to do. For example, you know, when I was an eight-year-old, I wanted to just go play outside with the neighbors and my sister and just, you know, run around and play as long as possible. But I had obligations. I had to practice piano. I had to do homework. I had to go to math tutors. I had to be a good student. There was a lot of putting aside my wants and going and doing the things that I felt like I had to do in order to fill that role of good girl and good student. And I'm sure that you at home can think of so many examples of this, big and small, just tiny little things in the everyday where it's not really about what you want a lot of the times. A lot of times we, especially as women, are told that we shouldn't want very much and that we should be doing things for other people, right? So it makes sense that a lot of us have a weak want muscle. Now, let's get into three. What happens when you have a weak want muscle? Your life kind of goes off in a certain direction and you don't really realize how it got there. (laughs) At least that was my experience. Not really knowing my true desires and how to go after them, I just kind of went along with what life had to offer. That was applying to law school. And then once I got into law school, it was taking the easiest path and going to a big corporate law firm. Once I was in that law firm, it was just kind of advancing up the ranks and doing what was expected out of good junior associates. It was just following the path without really thinking about it and questioning, was it really what I wanted? Another way that this can show up is if you have a weak want muscle, is that desires of yours can show up. Like, I really want to go after something, something I'm curious. I really, this catches my eye. And you immediately just start thinking of all the buts and reasons why you can't do it. Say it's calligraphy. Oh my God, calligraphy. I see it on Instagram and I just, it calls to me and I really want to learn it. And I think it'd be so cool, but I'm not artistic enough. I'm not talented enough. It seems hard. I can't figure out all the tools. It seems expensive. I'm sure only people with good handwriting can do it. I'm left-handed. Just there's so many reasons, right? And those are just kind of blocks to your true desire and want. And it just kind of happens naturally. And I see it in so many people and I saw it in myself so much. Here's what I'm telling you. What if you are completely wrong about yourself? Isn't that the most exciting thing ever? What if you could change all those things that you believe about yourself that you just are? Think about right now. I'm the kind of person who, fill in the blank. I'm the kind of person who, if you're anything like me, you know, the way I was, it's probably some negative shit. I'm the kind of person who is not talented could never run a business, could never get up and speak in front of thousands of people, could never show up on video. I am the kind of person who just doesn't have that creative spark, who doesn't have good ideas, who could never be an athletic person. All those things that come up in your head as this is who I am. What if that's wrong? What if you don't have to be a prisoner to your identity? Here's something that I really believe, and this comes from my entire life experience, you know, growing up the way I grew up, studying psychology, 
as an undergrad and doing a thesis on that, being in law school, watching myself change, watching so many people change, I believe our personalities are a lot more malleable than we tend to think. We think our personalities are these set in stone, hardwired things. And I think differently. I think that we can be completely different people in different circumstances. When you're with your grandmother, you don't act the way you act when you are with your best friend of 20 years and you're having cocktails, right? When I was studying psychology, I remember learning about these experiments like the Stanford Prison Experiment by Philip Zimbardo, where he took just normal college students and divided them into prisoners or guards. And depending on which group the students got put into, they behaved completely different. Students that got put into the guard group often behaved really power be like assholes. They behave totally different than when they were in the prisoner group. How do you explain that? If we all have these core personalities, we could never do anything outside of those. I think we could. I think we can make ourselves whatever we want to be. And I think that that's really, really, really exciting because the way to change who you are and not be a prisoner to your identity is to just decide that you're going to change it. It's just to decide. I really don't think I'm going to, I can be an entrepreneur. I really don't think I'm that kind of person who has the great ideas and is super extroverted and goes out there and makes connections and make things happen and is very salesy. I just don't think I'm that kind of person, but I want to try it anyway. I'm going to try it even though I'm really scared and really uncomfortable. And I'm just going to take one small step forward at a time. And guess what? Your actions and what you can accomplish like just taking one step at a time can totally change who you think you are. Okay, so here is the bottom line, the difference between those two kinds of perfectionism that feel very different and that come from a very different place. I call it inspired perfectionism versus insecure perfectionism. Inspired perfectionism, I feel like, is an amazing thing where you truly just want to perfect something for the joy of perfecting it, but it has no bearing on your worth as a human being. If it don't perfect it, it's just a challenge for a new day. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person or a less worthy person. But insecure perfection, I unfortunately see so, so much of in my calligraphy students. And I get so many messages from from you all, just people who follow me, who are in my audience, who want to do calligraphy. They're really curious about it. They want to maybe follow the path that I'm on and do calligraphy as a side hustle or for a living. But they can't get over that initial fear of what if I'm just not good at it? And what if I can't get it perfect? Look at all the amazing calligraphers out there. I'm never going to be that good. And that definitely feels like insecure perfectionism. I see this distinction kind of play out in my students all the time. So I have one kind of student, this one student over here, maybe her calligraphy isn't the most technically perfect or objectively, you know, clean or consistent, but she is loving the journey and she's celebrating when she gets a little bit better and she's feeling happy about her progress. And 
that gives her the energy and the drive and the motivation to actually put her stuff out there. So she does. She just like starts an Instagram, starts um, selling calligraphy to her friends, but also continuously learning. Like she's on this journey where she kind of keeps going and keeps going and keeps going and her calligraphy eventually does get better. I see a lot of students take this path. And then I see other students take this path where maybe their calligraphy is more technically or objectively consistent, clean, angles line up, the downstrokes are the same size, all that stuff. But they feel so insecure about their calligraphy that they're constantly criticizing themselves. They can never share their work. They never manage to put themselves out there in the way that they want to. And calligraphy becomes to them just this exercise in forced drills and practice to try and get to a place where they feel good about it. Do you know what happens a lot to this type of student? They eventually give up because that's, it's not fun. That's, you know, not a joyful, um, inspired way to practice calligraphy. Here is the great thing. Those two types of students, the way they're successful with their calligraphy has nothing to do with their calligraphy talent or artistry or if they have a steady hand versus a shaky hand. It has everything to do with how they think and feel about themselves and their calligraphy practice and the whole journey. That's kind of mind-blowing, right? Because that's really great news. It means that even if you think you're not talented enough or artistic enough or creative enough or you have good enough handwriting, even if you think that, you could still be really successful with your calligraphy. It all depends on how you think and feel about it, which is an amazing thing because... With that right thinking and attitude about it, you can actually improve and get way better at those things that maybe you think you don't have. The talent, the artistry, the steady handedness, that all comes with the right practice. That all comes with sticking with it and being inspired to continue on. Okay, I hope you enjoyed those clips. The point is not to solve everything right away, right? The point is to start thinking, wow, okay, there are like concrete reasons here that I might be hesitant or not going after the things I want. Okay, how can I start to identify them so that I can start to get past them? So I want to to leave you with just three questions. One, what's something you can do today to start strengthening your want muscle? Just a simple thing. Two, what if you could be a totally different person than you are now? What's one thing you would do if you could just shed all your old identities and beliefs about yourself? And finally, three, Are you an inspired perfectionist or an insecure perfectionist? And is that serving you? I hope that leaves you something to think about um, and start considering about yourself. Thank you so, so much again for tuning in. And as always, stay on that crooked creative path. I will see you here next week with another remix. Bye, everyone. Hey, if you're interested in learning calligraphy and you want to do it for free, I have a calligraphy workshop that I created just for you. I know how frustrating it is to buy the wrong tools, to not know how to use them for everything coming out of your pen to look like nonsense. That's why I created this training. It's about an hour long. It shows you exactly what tools to buy, how to prep those tools, how to get started right, and how to continue practicing so that you actually get good at calligraphy. And bonus, it will tell you a little bit more about how to continue working with me if you want to learn calligraphy from me. So that's at freecalligraphyworkshop.com, all one word, 
freecalligraphyworkshop.com. Hope to see you inside. Oh, you're still here. That's awesome. That means that you like the show, right? Thank you for listening to the end. And I want to ask you a really quick favor. Could you take two seconds right now, literally right now, to just leave a rating on this podcast? And if you're feeling extra generous, write a one sentence review. It really helps more people like you to find this show. You are awesome. I'll see you next time.